You're listening to the Grace Church podcast. For more information, visit www.gracechurchuk.org or visit our Facebook page by searching Grace Church UK. On earth, we'll be blessed through you. And so while God started with a family that turned into a nation, the nation of Israel, the purpose all along was to bless the whole world. God's the God of the whole world, a God of the nations. And in Isaiah 49, it says, it's too small a thing just to restore the tribes of Israel, but rather be a light to the nations of the earth. And so the, the, the Old Testament largely is the story of one family which becomes one nation, Israel, and it follows all their ups and downs, but all the way along, it's pointing to the fact that God's plan is for those that are Jewish, is for those that are from Israel, but is also much broader. And the Bible talks about Gentiles, the non-Jews, which is probably most of us in this room. And that was always God's plan, to, get, to start with the Jews, but to go to the Gentiles and, and to go to the ends of the earth and the nations of the world. And so, how many of you have, how many of you have read about what God is doing at the moment in Iran and China? Anyone seen that? There are, there are thousands, thousands of people coming to know Christ in those two countries. Particularly as the church has got pushed underground. It's interesting in the Bible and in modern times, the church explodes under times of persecution because God says he will build his church and and he's a God of the nations. And in those two nations where you think Christianity might be dwindling, actually it's thriving because God's purpose is always to bless the nations of the world. And we see that going on into the New Testament. Romans 1 verse 5 says, Through Christ, this is Paul speaking, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell the Gentiles, the non-Jews, everywhere what God has done for them, so that they will believe and obey, bringing glory to his name. So Paul is saying, I'm going to tell the nations of the world the good news about Jesus in order to bring glory to God." And that message is that there's a new king and he's ushering in a new kingdom. So the message of Christianity isn't just accept Jesus and your life will get better. Accept Jesus and he'll be the answer to your solutions, though much of that is true. Actually, the gospel, the good news of Jesus is there's a new king in town and we're to line up with him and we're called to obey him and give ourselves to this new king. And, for example, when we have baptisms in March people will be saying, I'm putting Jesus first. He's going to be the Lord of my life, this king of the nations, this king of the world. And how many of you are, how many of you are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth? Yes, yes there's a real hearty yes from Roger, who has some back problems. But in heaven, Roger will have no back problems. Hallelujah. There will be no sickness. And there will be the king of kings ruling the nations. Ruling the nations of the world. Revelation 21, 23. And by by the way, by the way, I don't think we talk enough about the second coming and the new heavens and the new earth. Paul actually says, he talks about that, and then he says this, he says, encourage one another with these things. You know, we're in a culture that's so, it's just slightly off script, but we're in a culture that's so consumed by what we can see and touch, what's in front of us, the immediate, 
Actually, the Bible has lots to say about the immediate, but it also says, in a million years' time, you will be the new heavens and new earth for all eternity for those that trust Jesus. So Revelation 21, 23, the city, the new heaven, new earth, has no need for sun or moon, for the glory of God illuminates the city. What would that look like? There's no need for the sun, there's no need for the moon, because the glory of God will shine so brightly. I mean, that would be amazing in and of itself. And the Lamb, Jesus, is its light. The nations will walk in its light. So right at the beginning of the Bible, you've got the nations, and right at the end of the Bible, you've got the nations. God is a God who wants to reach the nations. God is a God of world mission. And what's the New Testament norm of how the nations of the world are reached? It's predominantly through starting new churches. It's predominantly through church planting. That seems to be the strategy in the New Testament, that Paul would go to a new place in particular, preach the gospel, sometimes see a riot, sometimes see people saved, sometimes get thrown into jail, but see the kingdom extended, move on to the next place, write to that place, visit that place, strengthen the church, and over time appoint elders. And that's what we want to do in Grace Church. That's why a number of years ago we sent out Kevin and Vanessa to Madrid. That's why in September, last September, we sent out Eustace and Teresa to Ghana. That's why we visit, that's why we pray, we strengthen And over time, we see elders appointed in those churches. And so as a church, when we talk about a vision statement of seeing Jesus change thousands of lives, that's not just here in Wiltshire, that's in the nations of the world, because we want to line up with God's plan, with God's big plan for the nations. And last thing before I share a little bit about the Ghana trip, Paul says this fascinating statement in Romans 15. He says this, He says, from Jerusalem all the way round to Illyricum, I fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. Now, from Jerusalem up to what is now modern-day Albania is a 1,000 miles, roughly. And so what's Paul saying? He's not saying that he's preached to everyone within that circumference of a 1,000 people, a 1,000 miles. Clearly he's not. But what he's done, he's gone, he's planted churches and over time appointed elders. So say there's a faithful witness of the good news of Jesus in all those towns and those cities. And so one of the ways that you measure how a church is going, it's not just the seating capacity, but it's the sending capacity. How are we sending? Are we giving away? Are we giving away some of our best at times? Are we actually weakening ourselves in order that others might be Strengthen so that we might see reproduction and multiplication. So I want to feed back for a few minutes on, on, our, on the Ghana trip. As I say, in the New Testament, often you see people go out, visit, and then come back and, and feed back. Partly, to be honest, <clears throat> to bring news, uh, to bring accountability, but also so the church might get caught up in mission, in world mission. And... Some of you will know that one of our 5 by 25 goals is to plant a church in Ghana and to support it. And, um, and so that's why we want to give time to it. And uh, what I'm going to do is share a few photos 
So, here, just, uh, just for context, here is, here is Africa. Hands up if you're from Africa. Come on. Hey, that's great. That's great. Hallelujah. So, Ghana is in West Africa. Uh, it has a similar uh, land mass to the UK. Uh, has a population of about 30 million people. And uh, Eustace and Teresa, who were part of the Amesbury congregation from Ghana, been over here for about 10 years uh, and part of Grace Church for most of that time. Uh, moved in September uh, to a twin city called Sikondi Tekradi, which is the third city in Ghana. Ghana has three cities, uh, Accra, which is the capital on the east, uh, Kumasi right in the middle, uh, and then uh, Sikondi Tekradi is on the south, uh, and it's on the coast. And um, it's, to give you some context, it's about the size of Bristol. It's about half a million people. And um, it's my third visit there. And uh, it's where Eustace was brought up. Eustace was brought up in that place. And so he knows lots of people. Uh, Eustace also has many brothers and sisters, some of which live uh, in that particular place. But like, I guess, any city, it's made up of lots of little villages and towns that in, in total, therefore, make up uh, what's sometimes shortened as Tekradi. So it's a little bit like Bournemouth or Poole or Brighton and Hove. It's like a twin city. Okay, let's have the, the next photo if we can. So here's Eustace and Teresa. Uh, this is them on the coast. This is uh, a place called Shama, which is where Eustace uh, was brought up. Uh, it's a fishing place. Uh, so, you know, when it talks about in the Bible, like disciples mending nets, and so they were doing that when we walked down there, the fishermen mending their nets ready to go out again uh, that particular night. Um, really, the aims of our visit of myself and Kevin, who's in Madrid going out, were really twofold. Uh, number one was just to encourage Jesus and Teresa, spend time with them, pray with them, listen to them, help where we could, and then secondly, to input into the church that has just started. So they are, you need to hear this, Eustace and Teresa are doing brilliantly. They are doing really, really well. They've been there five months. They've been out of the country for 10, 10 years. So they've lost, interestingly, they've lost a little bit of the language, uh, some of the nuances, but that's starting to come back. Um, uh, but they're doing well. They're, they've settled in well. They send their love. It was lovely to see them. They're flourishing in God's and just know that they're in God's, God's will uh, through some of the ups and downs. So then we've got, next one, we've got Emmanuel. Uh, so Emmanuel, there he is, little lad. He's a great lad. He's nine years old. Um, do pray for him. So Emmanuel and Mary, they obviously, they look Ghanaian, but in effect, they spent all their life in Britain. And so the school that Emmanuel goes to uh, is just very different from his little Amesbury primary school that he went to, to be honest. And uh, it's probably like education used to be here a a number of years ago, so it's all front-led. It's a lot of learning by rote. Um, They have the cane, uh, so that's obviously a whole new thing for him to kind of get his head around. And it's just quite a different way of education, but it's a good school, and, and he is a bright he is a bright fella. He is doing really well. And then we've got um, Mary, who's coming up to four. <clears throat> She's very cute. And um, she also goes to school. Get this, they start school at half seven in the morning until half three. So it's a long day. Eustace leaves at seven every morning to drop them off. So it's a long day. <clears throat> um, and then I travelled with Kevin. 
So let's see Kevin, there he is. And um, so Kevin used to lead this church, and Kevin is part of the international team of the family of churches that we belong to, called Commission, has planted a couple of churches, so it's great to have him uh, there as well, and just lovely to spend time uh, with Kev. Um, Some of you will be aware Kevin's married to Vanessa. Some of you would have been praying for Vanessa. She's had health problems. Kev got a phone call uh, while we were out in Ghana to say that Nessa had a phone call from the hospital. Her, Her levels have come right down, which is wonderful. Uh, so she had kidney problems, she has had for 20 odd years, was looking pretty serious at one point, but praise God, they've come right down. So thank you for praying, that's amazing. Okay, let's have the next one. This is Eustace, uh, the church is called Grace Community Church. Um, he has, he, we're on a little WhatsApp group, he has searched high and low for a venue. It's not like you can just hire a place for a school, it's really difficult to get venues. There are churches on every corner uh, and that's not exaggerating sometimes more than one church and you can have a if they had a building like this literally i'm not exaggerating they'd probably have five churches meeting here that that's true harry that's probably true isn't it so it's really hard to get a venue he's done really well next one let's see eight o'clock they start eight o'clock early in ghana uh, so this is a credit union building which they meet it's quite expensive uh, but it's a good short to medium term option they rent it um, we help set them up on a Saturday night because they need to get going at 8 o'clock. They've got a lot of chairs to lug around. And at the moment, the, the core team is Eustace and Teresa. So they're setting up, and they would have done today for their... We were there for their second um, Sunday. OK, let's have the next one. So here we go. It's me and Kevin are particularly fetching uh, Ghanaian top, uh, which... Uh, and so this was just before church... And so you can get a glimpse there of the building. Uh, they're great tops. They are quite warm. I've got to say, they're quite warm. Uh, I was saying earlier, I went to, we went to a wedding. Eustace's sister, one of his sisters, got married on the Saturday. And I think they were going to have the big celebration later. We were just there for the vows. I'd got an invite. So I had to wear my trousers and, and my top. And, and we're in a front room, which is where the vows were going to be. Culturally, you've got the bride's... Uh, family on one side of the room uh, and the groom's family on the other side of the room. It's not a big front room. We are packed in there, like jam-packed. And uh, I'm hot. I'm like white man abroad hot. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Kevin was at home uh, looking over his preach. Very, very convenient. Um, and the bride is late. The bride was two hours late. <laughs> So I, I felt like I lost half a stone in that wedding uh, alone. Fortunately, I was next to a really nice guy who spoke good English, so we had a good chat with him. But even, even the local Ghanaians were like, they were all saying, an hour's acceptable, but an hour and a half, two hours, no, I'm not having that, I'm not having that. So, so that was that. Uh, so that was, that was good fun. And then uh, I think we've got a picture of Kevin preaching. There we go, doing a little flying impression. So I shared a little bit, and then Kevin preached... Uh, he preached on, this is week two, uh, he preached on what is a Christian. Do you know, in Ghana, 71% of people consider themselves genuine born-again Christians. However, there's a church on every corner, legalism is rife. Like just law after law after law, the prosperity gospel, huge. But when, I, when I went, one of the churches, uh, I kid you not, two-hour service, Seven offerings. Seven offerings. So they'd had six, 
And at the end, she to give, you can give on the way out. So like that is big. That is big. It's always easier to see someone else's flaws in another culture. So it's not being critical, but to build a grace-filled, gospel-centered church would be totally different, totally different uh, in that context. Um, Okay, let's have the the next one if we can. So this is is, uh, um, at the end of the meeting. So I think on week one, there were about 35 people. Uh, Week two, they had 45 people. Uh, 40% of kids, so lots of kids. Lots of kids. And at the moment, it's early days, uh, it's mostly made up of uh, family members of Eustace. Uh, and then there's one man of peace who's basically invited his kind of compound. Uh, so they're mainly what it's made up of uh, at the moment. Um, I met uh, John, Big John's sister, uh, goes to another church but is helping serve. So I met her, which was lovely. Uh, I also met the Mensars, uh, one of their family. So it was like a little bit of Amesbury and Salisbury in Ghana, uh, which, was, which was really lovely. Um, <clears throat> tr- transport is a huge issue in Ghana. Car ownership is low. And um, so Eustace hires a minibus and has a couple of collection points to get people in uh, because not many people have, have cars. Okay, final, final photo. Uh, this is a bunch of, a bunch of uh, Eustace friends that we met. Um, so just to let you know, the guy in between me and Eustace, uh, we met him last trip. A really nice guy. He basically has a heart for boys that are in need and has set up a football team. So he is the chairman of a football club that has about three or four teams, one of which plays... I think, in the second division in, in the Ghana National League. League. And they're all from a, a difficult background. <clears throat> and so we met last time, and um, one of the commission leaders in Pinehurst, a guy called Adam Parrott, is the chaplain to Bournemouth Football Club. And uh, at the end of the season, they basically throw out a whole load of their kit because they've gotten a new lot in and they, and they need to sell that. So he comes to these meetings with box after box of shorts and kit. Anyway, we shipped a whole load out to this guy. So now his football team wear all the Bournemouth uh, football. So it was lovely to be able to see him. He's a man of peace uh, and a friend of Eustace's. Um, Okay, we've got a little video, uh, which is only two or three minutes long. Um, It's basically a combination of about five or six videos that we've kind of put together. So it's a bit of an eclectic mix. Um, at the beginning, you'll see uh, a little bit of flavour of the local area, of what that looks like. <clears throat> um, then on Monday night, we went into the radio station. So radio is a big deal in Ghana. It's not like here. Radio is a big deal. Everyone listens to the radio. And uh, Eustace has got a slot. Uh, Monday night, 9 o'clock till 10 o'clock. And he basically preaches his Sunday sermon. And it goes out to the whole city of, of Tekrady. No idea how many people uh, listen, but, but quite a few. And so we went onto that radio station uh, on Monday night. Um, Eustace interviewed me, uh, translated it, and then Kevin uh, preached. 
Uh, so you'll see a little bit of that. And then you'll see a little bit of their Sunday morning, uh, just their second week. So I wonder if we could run that. Guys, there we go. So that was, that was Eustace, yeah, it's good, isn't it? Great, it's great. Uh, so that was Eustace speaking in his local language called Fante. Fante, it's, um, I think he said, 48 different languages uh, across Ghana, uh, some of which overlap uh, and, and are quite similar to one another's. Others, Eustace would have as much idea as you or I understand of them. So, uh, so the, the local area where he is uh, is called Fante. And... Um, yeah, so the week two of church. Um, the, the other thing to say is that Eustace's dad was a very well-known lawyer. Uh, although he died 20 years ago, lots of people still know him, the older generation, very highly respected. Uh, in fact, the, the, the first uh, in Shammah, he's actually got the main road that goes through. He's named after Eustace's dad. And Eustace, that opens up a few doors uh, for him, uh, which is great. So this is how they did their Sunday morning, just to give you a flavour. <clears throat> they didn't have any musicians. <clears throat> so they set up the drums, they set up the keys week one and week two with no idea who would play them. They had a couple of people they'd not met before uh, who started to play. One, actually, that they had met before, sister, and uh, there are different people each week playing them. So it's, it's a very different mindset. Eustace is quite relaxed about the whole thing. Worship dance is obviously a big thing in the Ghanaian culture. <clears throat> um, but, listen, we've prayed for this church plant for years. So it was wonderful to see it up and running. It's like a little seed in a big place. But I tell you, it's got the DNA to grow. It's got the DNA for the people to go forth, for all to get served, for the lost to get found and healed up. I think it will fly. And uh, that's part of what we're about. And uh, many of you generously gave to the, in the gift day in the summer of last year. Uh, I think we gave about £24,000 as a church. That has gone to get Eustace and Teresa out there. Uh, it's gone to uh, get them into their house to help them settle in without having to have the pressure of getting a job straight away. Uh, it's gone to the, the, the renting of the venue, to getting the equipment up and running. And so, as a church, we've sowed into this uh, Grace Community Church Commission. are also giving money. Uh, we're looking into the moment, uh, the moment how Eustace will set up a business to help support him and employ some people uh, and commission from the West Point offering. Uh, we'll be supporting that. Uh, you need to know that um, 
Commission, the family of churches that we're part of. This is a new nation for Commission. Uh, Guy Miller, who leads the family of, of churches called Commission, uh, is planning a visit in January of next year to see it. Uh, and so it's got a good level of support, and, uh, and we're part of that. Uh, so it's just amazing to, to be there. <clears throat> uh, enjoyed the trip. Um, to be honest, I was quite glad to, to come home. It, say it's hot, 35 degrees, and uh, so it's, it's, it wasn't a holiday. Travelling around on the roads is quite a challenge. There are potholes, like you, there's potholes within the potholes. Um, so that can be a bit of a challenge. But the people are beautiful. So kind, friendly, welcoming. And so it's just a joy uh, to, to be there. Um, and Eustace had someone come from the, um, speaking on the radio a couple of weeks ago. He had someone come to church on the back of that. Um, and he's starting to build. He's starting to build relationally, starting to do evangelism, starting to invite people. We were out in the streets doing some evangelism. Everyone, like literally everyone, says they're going to come. Everyone. Now, not they didn't come on the Sunday, but it's like, we're, we're gonna, we'll be there, we'll be there, we'll be there. And I think over time they draw more and more uh, people. So... What's the, what's the practical outworking of this for us, just quickly, uh, before we come to communion? Well, who'd have thought that when we started the church a number of years ago, a handful of people moving up from Bournemouth, that we'd be involved in Madrid and we'd been involved in West Africa? It's just a, it's a thrill. And Yusuf's vision is that they will plant out other churches across Ghana. And um, it's just wonderful for, for, for us to be involved in that world mission. And so... We, we give monthly from the money that comes in, the income that comes in for Grace Church. We give some of that each month to uh, Eustace and Teresa and the church. Uh, we're going to be sharing resources with them. So we're going to be sharing some of our kids' resources. They've got a lot of kids. And uh, Eustace was saying in a lot of Ghanaian churches, not all, but a lot of churches, the kids are just kind of babysat. They're not really taught. They're not really discipled. Well, we want to do that well. We want to help train you, um, the team and send them good materials. So we'll be doing that. We'll be sharing different training resources, preaching resources, those sort of things with them. Um, Kevin and, and Vanessa in Madrid, uh, we, we give to them. That's stopping this year. Uh, we've given to them for nine, ten years. Uh, so the aim is to help the church get up and run. But you don't want them to be overly down this year. They're doing really well. Uh, Kev, uh, they're looking at adopting another church of about 30, 40 people on the other side of Madrid that will strengthen them and come into the Commission family. They're hoping to do that later this year. They're also looking at um, appointing elders, which is exciting. Uh, what else are we doing as a church? Well, we're training. We're training to send. So some of you would know Harry and Tracy. Harry gives away his Ghanaian top on, Harry and Tracy. Great couple, based up in Amesbury. Uh, Harry is doing training uh, at um, Moorlands, down in Christchurch for three years, and he's doing a day a week for us, volunteering in the office. So we want to train him, feels like God, potentially calling him to church plant, either in this country or to Ghana. So we want to help shape, train, because we want to be part of, of, of uh, World Mission. Harry and Tracy are on a commission course that me and Sam help out calling Gathering Momentum, which is for those that are interested in church planting. There's also a cost. There's also a cost. Eustace probably would have been our next elder, maybe a site leader, 
there's always a cost to sending. But we want to do it. We want to keep doing it, keep doing it to multiply uh, and keep reproducing. So, three practical outworkings for us as individuals. How can we really support and be part of world mission, though some of us may never leave Wiltshire in terms of going overseas? What does that look like? Well, first one is prayer. You know, Eustace is a man of prayer. He gathers his family every night. It's quite a challenge, quite provoking. Every night, 6.30 to 7.30, they worship and they pray together. Quite, quite, quite provoking. And um, we can pray for Eustace and Teresa. If Eustace were here, he would say the main thing... He and so what I thought would be good, if you're able to, why don't you stand, because I want us to pray now for Eustace and Teresa. A verse that's going to come up on the screen that says this from Isaiah. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And the Bible is brilliant to read. It's brilliant to study. It's based on prayers upon God speaking. So you can't go, you can't go wrong. So I would like us to pray this first over Mary and Grace Community Church. Let's pray that their hope would be in the Lord. Let's pray that they soar. Let's pray that their strength is renewed. Church planting is hard. It is hard work. But we can pray that the Lord would strengthen. You may never go to Ghana. We're hoping maybe to do a trip next year. God willing, looking at the details of that. You, but you may never go, but you can pray and you can make a difference and you can strengthen them. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to encourage you, if you're comfortable, to start to raise your voice and pray for Eustace and Teresa. It's okay. Don't worry about the person next to you. Just Let's just start to raise our voice and start to pray for Eustace. Lord, we pray that their hope would be in you. Lord, we pray above all things that their hope would be in you, not in other things, not in material things, not in their own wisdom, but their hope would be in you, that, they, that the you would renew their strength. They would be strong in God. Lord, that you would keep them in the love of God. They would delight in you. They would be knowing their strength is renewed in you. Would they soar, Lord, on wings like eagles? In, in down days, hard days, hot days, Lord, would they soar on wings like eagles? Would you fill them with your spirit? Lord, would they run and not grow weary? Would they not give up? Lord, would they not get, uh, when the evil one comes and tempts them, Lord, to give up and say, don't worry, Lord, I pray that you would strengthen them. They would know your strength. They would not grow weary. Lord, they would walk and not be faint. Lord, they would see a wonderful church for the glory of God, Grace Community Church, flourishing, seeing people saved, the poor, Lord, getting served and loved and reached out. Lord, I pray that you would build their core. Lord, that that would be a significant church in that area that over time would plant other churches. Lord, I pray for Emmanuel and Mary, that they would really be part of this mission. Lord, thank you. They're a family on a mission together. Lord, protect them. Lord, protect them. Give them all the grace that they need. Lord, thank you that we here in Salisbury and Amesbury can be part of world mission as we pray and see the advancement of the gospel. Lord, we give all this to you. Lord, let your kingdom come in Secondi Tecrade. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I pray with the kingdom of God, be extended in Jesus name thank you for listening to the Grace Church podcast for more information visit www.gracechurchuk.org